Hi, and welcome to A Sober Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry, and I have been through my own ups and downs with sobriety. And if you're listening to this, then you have taken the first step to making a change in your life and finding a community to help you through it. Now, let's start this journey together. Happy Wednesday. I hope that you had an awesome extra day off of work if you were at least able to celebrate the holiday of Labor Day. Last week I was back home on vacation and it was a good week. It had some ups and downs for sure, but overall it was a very good week. I got to see some people that I really truly love and care about. I got to meet new friends and I got to take in some sporting events, which definitely made the whole week overall a win. I really missed having a chance to talk to you all last week, and this week we are going to be getting into step three. Uh, This is just a reminder that all these steps that we are going through, they are not just a one-and-done thing. This is not, hey, show up, do the 12 steps, and you're finished. These are things that happen all the time, all day, every day. These are steps that you are probably going to have to take, some on a daily basis, sometimes when things arise. This podcast is not just meant for those who are beginning in sobriety, six months into sobriety, two years into sobriety. This is for everybody who is in sobriety. The thing about being an alcoholic is it really truly never takes a break. My sponsor, who has been sober for 35 years, is very adamant about reminding me that these steps have to be taken on a daily basis. That we really truly don't get to have a reprieve except for one day at a time. When I called her last week, we were having a couple of discussions over a few things, and she even said to me towards the end of the phone call, you know, I am so glad that you call me with all of this stuff because it's a reminder to me that I have to work my program on a daily basis. And when I'm having an issue that needs to be dealt with, she's always there to remind me that the bigger the problem, the smaller the step. And I never truly understood that until she and I were talking last week. It didn't really make sense to me. I think maybe because I hadn't had the opportunity to truly apply that theory yet, but I definitely understand now. And last week I ended up going through steps 1 through 12 a couple of times in my head, and the one that truly stuck out was step number 3. So I think it's very appropriate that we are here at this time getting ready to discuss step number 3. It truly shows me through step number 3 that our sobriety does not end simply because we admit we are alcoholics. We have a disease of selfishness, self-centeredness, And a lot of these are brought on by our character defects. I know one character defect for me that I struggle with on a daily basis is fear. Fear of letting people down, fear of being mean, fear of not being loved, fear of being abandoned. All this fear, 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 fear that I have in my head. And it wasn't until I really sat down this past weekend and really looked at a couple of things in my life that have gone on over the past couple of years, past couple of months, past couple of weeks, And it really boiled down to a moment or moments of fear. Remember, looking backwards over steps one and two, we have to remember that we only recover if we have the capacity to be honest. That doesn't just mean being honest when we are talking about our drinking past. We have to be honest all the time. 
We have to be honest with our spouses, ourselves, our children, our finances, our education, our employers. If we are not being honest with ourselves, we are sure to fall back into drinking again or using. There is an aspect that touches every fabric of our lives as an alcoholic and even after we quit drinking. It's evil and corroding and it sets in motion circumstances which bring a lot of misfortune to us. And we feel like we don't deserve that misfortune, but we do indeed not see that we set the ball rolling. In the big book, it says on page 62, selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles, driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. These troubles that they're talking about in the big book truly are out of our own making. They come from ourselves because we truly believe that we get to run our own show. But in order to be truly free of not alcoholism, but ourselves as well, we have to realize that we do indeed need that power greater than ourselves that we discussed two weeks ago. Being able to rely on a power that is greater than ourselves, whether it's God, AA, or any other deity that you choose to give your life and problems to. It truly is something to know that if we are willing to give ourselves over to the God of our understanding, how much easier this program becomes. We are able to give ourselves to God. We are able to quit playing God. God is going to be our director and all we have to do is have faith in him. Most of the ideas are simple and this concept is the keystone and the new triumph arch through which we would pass to freedom. Now remember, I told you that I had a sponsor right away in the beginning and she was just as controlling and abusive as my ex-husband was. So for me, there was a huge problem with wanting to have a sponsor I thought that as long as I was doing the program, showing up to meetings, and doing the steps, I would be just fine. So for me, I would take step three and celebrate recovery. And that actually is not a bad thing, to be completely honest. And it took me a lot to get there. I don't think that lately I have been using that principle in any of my interactions with not only myself, my employers, my friends, people in my life. I truly don't believe that I have been using the third step with God. I don't know where in the past six months I got the idea that I was able to take care of things now that they looked good. I was doing daily devotionals. I was doing my daily step work and somewhere in there I got the grand idea that I could do it myself. Like if things are going this easy, why am I doing my daily devotionals? Why do I need to do my daily step work? Why do I need to do my daily prayers? And it really dawned on me lately that I really do need to be doing that stuff because that stuff, turning my will and my life over to the care of God as I understand him, is truly what keeps me sane and sober and a good person. Without turning my life over to the care of God as I understand him, I allowed so many different character defects to be surfaced and the biggest one was fear and the things that happened during that time forgetting who i was forgetting where i was forgetting what needed to be done 
is when things started to truly fall apart. For me, when I took step three, I remember that I couldn't just use AA alone. For me, taking step three meant solidifying that relationship with God, something I had not done in a very long time. And I don't remember truly if it was an emotional moment or an impactful moment, but I do know that making sure that I realized I didn't run my own show was very important to starting the healing process, especially before I started step four. If I didn't have the ability to say to God, okay, here, I give this to you, step four was simply just not going to work. I know a lot of you have heard the term codependent, and I think for me realizing that I was codependent on things such as friends, alcohol, spouses, parents, jobs, really made me realize how I truly wasn't independent, even though I felt like I was. I realized that it was a faulty dependence, and because it was faulty, there was so much damage that was being done. But since being able to say to God, here, take this, I can't do this anymore without you, my life and my recovery become much easier. I know for the better part of the beginning of my sobriety, like I said in a couple of episodes ago, I was putting the plug in the jug but not working the program at all in the least. I was so scared that turning my life over to God would mean that I wouldn't have any independence. That giving my life to another man or another deity or someone else in charge of me would mean that I would continue to live under the thumb of control and abuse. And that's absolutely so far from the truth. Now that I'm here and living in it, I understand how God actually saves me and not hinders me. One of my favorite books in AA is The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. It has a lined out chapter for each of the steps as well as each of the traditions. They all go into depth so that you have a greater understanding of what you are not only leading, but also reading and reminding you. And the one excerpt that I really like from step three is this. This statement may surprise newcomers who have experienced nothing but constant deflation and a growing conviction that human will is of no value whatsoever. They have become persuaded, and rightly so, that many problems besides alcohol will not yield to a headlong assault power by the individual alone. But now it appears that there are certain things which only the individual can do. All by himself and in the light of his own circumstances, he needs to develop the quality of willingness. When he acquires willingness, he is the only one who can make the decision to exert himself. Trying to do this is an act of his own will. All the 12 steps required sustained and personal exertion to conform to their principles, and so we trust to God's will. The willingness is the hardest part for me. I think on a daily basis, I think I have my life together, and it's not just a matter of I'm rushing around in the morning trying to get to work and I have my coffee spilling and I forgot my car keys, which I actually did do a couple of weeks ago. I was trying to go back to work um, for the first time in a couple of months into the office and I was not really well put together because I didn't establish a morning routine. 
So I ended up locking my dog in the car while the car was running and locking myself out of the house. So I ended up having to break into my house, broke my kitchen sink. However, the dog got to daycare and I got to work just an hour later and a whole lot sweatier. And I think to myself in situations like that, if I were to just give things to God, my stress, my anxiety, my need to do things perfectly at a perfect time and be the perfect employer, perfect friend or mother or spouse, then my life would be so much easier. I'm not saying I wouldn't have locked my keys in the car, but if I had been able to slow down and not feel the need to rush or run my own show, maybe I would have remembered that the car actually locks when you have the keys in the ignition as a safety feature. It's not necessarily about let go and let God. It's not necessarily either about, oh, well, hey, if I just give this to God, then everything will go perfect and I don't have to do anything. It's nothing about that at all. It's the willingness. We have to be willing to know that we are not in charge. We have to be willing to know that God truly is doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. We have to be willing to put all of our trust in God. We have to be willing to trust God before we trust our spouses, before we trust our bosses, before we trust ourselves. If we are not trusting in God, we are not going to make it through this program. Listen, I'm 11 and a half years sober, and because I forgot about my willingness, because I forgot how to turn my life over to the care of God as I understood him, my life became a mess. Even before I went home last week, my life, I didn't see it, was already unraveling in front of me. And really, I had no one to blame my, but myself. I don't have anyone to blame but myself when anything truly occurs that are things of my own doing. Because I don't have that willingness to turn my life over to the care of God, I truly find myself in situations where I'm trusting myself and my human instincts, and that's where things start to go wrong. I need to be willing to hand everything over to God, whether it's something as simple as, hey God, I just need the reminder and the push that I am yours, that you do love me, and that you have me. Or something as deep as, hey God, I'm really struggling with my son, I really need some guidance on this. I forget that the more I ask of him, the more I give to him, the more free that I become. And I know, you guys, this is a very hard step. I have been putting off recording this episode for a couple of days because I just couldn't hear God. I couldn't hear him talking to me. I couldn't hear what I wanted to hear. And I've been reading my daily reflections, and they are all about step nine and step ten. And that's absolutely great because in my life, that's what I need right now is step nine and step ten. But I couldn't understand why all of a sudden I was seeing step nine and step ten over and over and over again. And it really started to bother me. And I started thinking back on something a friend of mine had told me. She said... You need to be honest with yourself. And I thought, I am honest with myself. When I make a mistake, when I screw up, I admit it and I say I'm sorry. 
I know I'm not perfect. I know I'm going to screw up. So what is there to be honest about? And seeing all these daily reflections regarding step nine and step 10 reminded me that even though I am apologizing when I screw up, even though I do run late to work and get all kerfuffled and can't focus and my boss gets all upset with me because he knows I can be better than that. In all these situations, there's not a willingness. There's not a willingness on my end to give it to God. I am trying to run my own show. I am trying to run my own apologies. I am trying to run my own friendships. I am trying to run my own relationships. I am trying to run everything around me. And that's what gets in the way. Willingness also means being able to hear what other people have to say. And when you are in the midst of a crisis or having a bad day and you reach out to your sponsor and they tell you something you don't want to hear, that's on you. You need to be willing to listen. My sponsor and I have been communicating on a daily basis and it's something that I've needed for a daily reminder that this program is only a one-day reprieve and if I do what I did the day before, I'm sure to not drink. And right now, talking to my sponsor is that one thing that keeps me from not drinking. Being able to be honest about my feelings and where I'm at. And when she tells me things, I need to listen. I need to be willing to hear what she's saying because if I am not willing, I am still doing things on my own. And sponsorship is so important in the program. It's a constant reminder and friend and person that we can talk to and rely on who has been there. And she told me a story last week that just made me lose my mind because it was absolutely hilarious. And we were talking about discernment and trust. And I really didn't want to hear what she had to say, but my willingness to listen to her and to others are what have truly gotten me through the past week. I know that without listening to her and without listening to her advice and what she has to say to me, that there is going to be a downfall in my program. Part of my willingness is having to get over self-pity. Self-pity can be the worst thing for us. And as an alcoholic, we definitely suffer from depression. There is no way around it that as an alcoholic, at some point in your life, either now, earlier, you have had some sort of depression. And we definitely are quick that another emotion that comes up with that is poor me-ism. Yes, that is just as progressive as is the disease of alcohol. Self-pity is an enticing swamp. The further we sink in, the worse it gets. So instead of part of the willingness being, why does this happen to me? Why did this go wrong? Why am I an alcoholic? It's time to change that stinking thinking, you guys. Instead of saying, why me? Say, I'm grateful it's me. Learn to be grateful for the things that are teaching you lessons. Being willing to be grateful is a way to stay out of the self-pity mode. We are not willing to admit that we are selfish and self-centered 
and have issues with self-absorption, depression, and pity, then these are the things that are going to drag us down even further into our alcoholism. We have to be willing to change, you guys. We have to be willing to grow along spiritual lines. We have to be willing to give our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. And not just once. Every day. Every day, use the serenity prayer. Every day, give yourself over to the care of God. Most steps in the big book have a prayer with them. And I like the third step prayer almost as much as I like the serenity prayer. And I am so glad that I found it and was reminded that I was going to be doing this episode because I've been starting to say this a lot more frequently. The third step prayer goes like this. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. And that prayer is so beautiful and so powerful. And it's a great reminder that when we do good, you guys, we do it in reflection and the glory of God. And I know that I said that this is a spiritual program and you don't have to subscribe to Christianity. But for me, the God of my understanding is truly God. And without him, I know that I am going to falter. And I can tell in those times when I am not doing well. A couple of weeks ago, prior to leaving on vacation, I said to a friend of mine, hey, can you just earnestly pray for me? I am really struggling right now and I don't know what's going on. The power of prayer, friends, the power of willingness, the power of willingness to admit when you're not okay is okay. It's all right to not be okay. And those are things that you need to remember when you're going through the steps, going through your day-to-day -day lives, and going through the meetings. We have to be able to believe in ourselves. And the only way that we are going to be able to believe in ourselves is if we are willing to allow God to help us along. That without him, the world truly is too much to bear. So I want you to know right now as I am recording this and doing this and letting you know that we have to have that willingness as part of our step three prior to coming to step four that I'm doing step three all over again right now. I somehow lost the part of me from all of this, whether it was the pandemic, the depression, my job, feeling alone, but again, that feeling of fear. That feeling of fear was allowed to set in and get inside my brain. And even when I thought I was doing okay, that fear was creeping in and I chose to listen to that fear instead of God. So right now, I have to be willing to turn everything over to God. If I'm not willing to turn it over to him, I do fear that I will drink. And that is on no one but me. There truly is something to be said for the concept of we do relapse prior to the first drink. We relapse in our head. And I am so glad that my sponsor was able to help me see that if I am going to stay sober, I need to be in communication with her every day. 
I need to be doing my step work and I need to be willing. If you are listening to this and you are going through a tough time, just know that we are here for you. There are other people in AA, Celebrate Recovery, and other 12-step programs that are here to help you. Telephone therapy works. Remember, when we give it away, we keep it. So when I am calling my sponsor and I'm saying, oh my God, my life is falling apart, blah, 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 blah. She is able to say, thank you for calling me because you called me, you reminded me why it's so important to work these steps. And we are able to stay sober by helping another person. My sponsor truly is the most amazing woman on this planet and she helps keep me close to God. And for that, I am very, very thankful. If you are listening to this and you are 10 years, a decade or more into sobriety and you are also going through a really hard time right now, just remember willingness. This doesn't just stop early in recovery. We have to be willing through all of our recovery. We can't be willing only when the times are good and only when the times are bad. We have to be willing to turn our lives over to God all the time. Or turn your lives over to AA if that's the chosen God that you have. Just remember, you guys, that without that willingness, we are going to relapse. And that is something that we are here to help you prevent. Remember, it's our experience, strength, and hope that keeps each other sober. It's the stories. It's the camaraderie. It's the understanding. And if you need anything, I am here for you. Because the only way that I'm going to stay sober is working my program, doing the steps, and giving away the knowledge that I have to the experience, strength, and hope that this program has for us. Next week, we are going to be talking about sponsorship. And after that, I'm going to have my friend Tyler come on here, and we are going to talk about steps one through three in his life and how sponsorship and the willingness played a huge role in his sobriety as well. He reminded me when we were talking that stressors are all around us. Stressors happen all the time, and we have to be diligent in our program. And I just think that he will have so much to say that you will truly appreciate and want to hear, and I'm excited to have him on. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of A Sober Girls Podcast, where we talk about our experience, strength, and hope to give you a brighter future in recovery. Please do not forget to subscribe, follow, save, and download so you can hear next week's episode. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at A Sober Girls Pod and online where I put all show notes and information at asobergirlspodcast.podbean.com. Also, soon you'll be able to subscribe to Patreon for additional features, so stay tuned. Until next time, fam, be well. Be well.